It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Martha McCallum, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. In the war zone that is Ukraine, some military veterans offer hope to those who can't escape on their own, rescuing hundreds of civilians, including babies, as the conflict rages around them. Because the Russians don't care about passports, we don't care about passports either, frankly. So if you are in need and you're in a bad spot and I can get to you and I have the resources to do it, I have no problem rescuing anybody. I don't care where they're from. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Millions of Ukrainians have fled Ukraine due to Russia's war. The International Rescue Committee says six million people have gone to neighboring countries in the fastest and largest displacement crisis since World War II. But they note many others have not been able to get out. Some are stranded and can't leave due to violence, destroyed infrastructure, as well as a simple lack of information on how to get out and where to go. We've heard stories about civilian corridors not being honored, missions to rescue women and children from the steel plant in Mariupol while occupied by Russians finally worked out. President Volodymyr Zelensky announced in early May the humanitarian corridor had finally begun bringing civilians out of that area. Still, it's been a harrowing experience for many, though there are groups working to rescue people who are trapped, as they have done in other countries. On December 17th, we are starting, uh, we are in Kabul on our way to the airport, hopefully getting out of here. We've got over 50 people that we're bringing out. Project Dynamo is one such group. They effort for the most part to save American citizens and green card holders out of Ukraine. They did this in Afghanistan as well after the country fell to the Taliban in August. Their work is grueling, terrifying, and rewarding. Well, here at Project Dynamo, we're um, we're um, always really busy. We ne- we never have one thing going on. We've rescued. Uh, over 1,100 people in the last, whatever, 100 days or whatever it's been. Brian Stern is an Army and Navy veteran and the founder of Project Dynamo. So um, I'm, uh, I'm working three concurrent operations at the same time in the East, while one of my, well, part of my team is working three or four operations kind of back to back in the West. Are these families? Are these individuals? Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, we have some Americans that are trapped uh, in occupied territory. They can't get out. We have uh, we're doing evacuations at a, at a Mariupol. We've done 480 people. We've evacuated 480 people from Mariupol in the last four days. So uh, wow. we think we have another 200 or 300, which is awesome because the mighty Red Cross only got about 150 out. So uh, it's kind of nice to uh, kind of cool to be able to uh, trump the uh, trump the mighty Red Cross, you know. Um, but I love, I like the Red Cross. I want to talk about babies in a second because I know you've done some extremely harrowing and heroic work on the on the baby front. But um, 
talk to me about Mariupol. Have you, I, it sounds like you've seen the town. I, I understand more than 20,000 people have been killed there. I mean, uh, what, what have you seen? What, what is it like there? The, the best way to describe Mariupol, um, the, 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 the most effective way to describe it is, uh, especially for New Yorkers, it, it, it looks like ground zero after 9-11. That's the best way to describe it, where it's piles of piles of buildings, shells of buildings, lots of um, lots of dead people, lots of people um, suffering, lots of tears, lots of uh, unknown, lots of confusion. And take all that 9-11 stuff and just multiply it by 10 or 20. And that's Mariupol. That's the best way to think about it. We know in Mariupol, um, there was this big effort to get the soldiers, even families, out of that steel plant for for a while. I understand there was some success there with a humanitarian corridor. Um, But have you or your people run into Russian soldiers? And have you had to get creative? Have they ever tried to stop you or harm you as you're rescuing people? Yeah, so our 480 folks that we got out was 30, uh, don't quote me on the numbers, is over 30 individual operations. And those 30 operations collectively, collectively uh, had to negotiate just, just under, just over 900 Russian checkpoints. So that some of them take three or four days to negotiate. So, um, oh, wow. you know, there are Russian soldiers and tanks and stuff. It's, it's Russian occupied territory. So there's, there's, you know, there's, there's Russians everywhere from Mariupol to the border. We, um, we tend when Americans are in trouble, we tend to hear about those. We tend to hear about those because we're an American, we're all American, we're an American rescue organization, but the vast majority of the people that we rescued are Ukrainian. Uh, the, the vast majority, 85% or more, hmm. if I go off the numbers. So uh, of the 480 that we just got out of Mariupol, every single one of those are, uh, I th- well, there's no Americans there, I can tell you that much. They're they're either 99.9% Ukrainian or 100% Ukrainian. There might be a straggler in there too that I'm not aware of. But um, but we don't, I Russian artillery doesn't seem to care about passports, and Russian tanks and troops don't seem to care about passports. Uh, Kirillo Alexandrov, this uh, American citizen that we rescued uh, two weeks ago now, almost three weeks ago now, um, who was arrested for espionage, he, he, him and his wife were the first victims of war crimes that are Americans that have lived, that are alive since World War II. Russians didn't seem to care that he was an American. So because the Russians don't care about passports, we don't care about passports either, frankly. So if you are in need and you're in a bad spot and I can get to you and I have the resources to do it, I have no problem rescuing anybody. I don't care where they're from. Uh, we, we are donor funded we, and we need financial help real bad, though, the, I will say. We, the, these things are crazy. Uh, these things are very expensive and they're very hard and uh, we need donations and we need donations very badly uh, projectdynamo.org shameless plug I've, I've left my pride on the table a long time ago <laughs> no i mean for this kind of work do it um when you said you it sometimes it takes three to four days to negotiate a checkpoint um talk to me a little bit more about uh i guess the fear level i'm sure the people you're rescuing are already terrified but for you guys um as you're talking to Russian military, um, how do you, how do you feel in those moments? And do, does it ever get dicey? Are you ever like, oh my gosh, we're probably not going to get out of here? 
Yeah, we, uh, I, uh, just for media purposes, I don't really get into our interactions with any of these Got folks. It. What I will, what I will say is, is they sent the guy to, they sent the guy to kill me, uh, on May 11th, uh, at a pickup that we did. So, um, to suffice it to say that, that, um, it's dangerous is, is all, uh, it is dangerous. It is scary. Got we've, it. um, we've taken artillery fire. We've had a couple of really, really, really close calls out here. Um, in um, in the contested areas and even in the Ukrainian areas, to be frank, so uh, it is it is Ukraine is an active war zone. It just is. No, no matter where you are in the country, in the occupied areas, in the contested areas, or in the Ukrainian held territory, it it is a war zone. A Ukrainian checkpoint are armed with guys with machine guns who are looking for bad guys, and they will kill you where you stand if you do the wrong thing. They will, and that's okay. They're a, a country at war. So uh, that's appropriate, right? But uh, but it, it is a war zone. Uh, no, there's no complete with everything that war zones have. Although there's, there's landmines, there's artillery, there's missiles, there's spies, there's saboteurs, there's hitmen, there's criminal stuff. There's all kinds of things here that are very, 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 very complicated. Are you like on Telegram and WhatsApp? How do people get a hold of you and say, hey, Brian, can you come save me? Yeah, we're we're on everything. So I have a team of case managers uh, who are the real unsung heroes of Project Dynamo. The, these are uh, we're all volunteers. Uh, everyone, um, the, the uh, um, uh, I, I'm not paid. I don't have a salary yet. We're working on that, but to to, to date, we haven't figured out a way to make uh, <laughs> to figure. We haven't figured out a way to pay ourselves yet. <laughs> so uh, again, from a donation wow. perspective, every dollar goes to an operation. So t- ten months without a paycheck. Um, so, um, people find us through our website, people find us through social media, people find us through media like Fox. Um, uh, they go to the website, they register or they call, or they find us through uh, telegram or Viber or WhatsApp groups or all kinds of different ways. A lot of referrals. Uh, there's a lot of scam groups out here that, you know, such a deal I have for you. Yeah. Send me $10,000 and I'll get you out of Mariupol. You send them 10 grand, they keep your money and they disappear. We don't do that. We don't charge anybody money. Nobody, I'm not a bus service. If you are fleeing your home, I'm not going to charge money to leave. Uh, if you have the means to make a donation, by all means. If you don't, that's cool too. So um, we, we've always been that way. Even in, even in Afghanistan, when we were landing Airbus A320s, we were that way also. We never charged. It, it never made any sense to me when people charge people fleeing money. I just never really, that never really sat well with me. You've been listening to Brian Stern, founder of Project Dynamo. We'll have more after this. Speaking of Afghanistan, that's, uh, I think, when I first heard about Project Dynamo, I think many of us did. Um, I want your thoughts. Just take us back to the fall of, you know, 2021 or really the late summer when the Biden administration was saying, you know, oh, there are like, you know, some odd hundred Americans left. Were you like, that's not true? Or like, what were you situationally aware of as well, things were I, I, falling apart there? So, so oddly, uh, it was General um, it was General Austin, Secretary of Defense Austin, General Austin, and uh, Secretary of State Blinken that were testifying before they, they were testifying on the Hill is where those numbers came from. That's where that big soundbite came from. That was September seventeenth, uh, and uh, two and a half days later, we delivered one hundred twenty two to Chicago. So. Uh, <laughs> wow. we, we, we were unaware that that's what they had said. So 
uh, we got beat up a little bit because they said, yeah, about 100 Americans. Then we showed up with 122 and it kind of messed up their uh, messed up their talking points a little bit. I didn't mean it. But um, uh, so um, uh, we, we one of the as far as Afghanistan goes, we uh, we have not pivoted to Ukraine. We expanded. We're actually still doing things in Afghanistan. We did an Afghanistan operation last week. We have a few more Afghanistan operations coming up in the next ten days. So we we um, what operations? We were, what tell me, are you? Ta- who are you taking out? Who are you helping? Uh, uh, these are people um, who are at risk at risk of being killed by the Taliban. Is what I'll say. Um, they're not here yet, so I'm a little squeamish about disclosing who they are and, and yeah. that whole thing. But um, the nine, 95% of the people that we pulled out of Afghanistan have been American citizens or green card holders. Brian, if people don't know you from Afghanistan, they might know you from those articles out of Ukraine when you and your team rescued three premature babies, including twins. Uh, the girl, yeah. Sophia, went to a British couple. The boys, Lenny and Moishe, went to a couple in Chicago. Um, this, these were babies apparently born to surrogates, correct me if I'm wrong. And I know surrogacy is a big business in Ukraine. Uh, that must have been insane. I know you've talked about it uh, to other outlets, uh, the logistics uh, of doing that. But tell me a little bit about like the surrogacy work that you're doing to save babies. These are babies who are born to Ukrainian women, but by their surrogacy paperwork, they're citizens of other countries. Correct. Yeah. So it's the surrogate. As a, so Lenny and Moisha Specter and baby Sophia, the Brit, um, from a um, blood pressure perspective, I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've been through I've had a lot of crazy experiences in my career and my life. And I will tell you, I uh, when that was over, I slept for like three days. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I'm sure. You know, moving, you know, moving premature babies from you know, from, from NYU to Lenox Hill in New York is stressful. And then doing it in a foreign country is even more stress. And then in a war zone is even more stress. And, um, that both, we both be both sets, the boys and, and baby Sophia were at different hospitals and we took artillery that the ground was shaking at both locations. So, uh, from our, from Russian artillery. And then we had to drive across the entire country, this was early days in the war. So uh, it was a, um, uh, a a mad dash to the border with with three very, 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 very ill, ill babies, all of whom yeah, survived. Premature. All of. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're on incubators, feeding tubes, uh, wow. ventilators, the whole thing. So um, scary. One of them, like, it's, it's um, a lot of stress there. So um, uh, we've been doing baby operations ever since then. Uh, multiple times a week, we've done. I want to say forty of them, or so, wow. give or take, give or take. So um, the thing with this, so I, that was my first exposure to surrogacy as a, a technique or, or or as a me as a way to make a family. Uh, and what you learn through this is that most people that, or not most, pretty much all. Uh, of people who who are using a surrogate to make a family, they've they've been. This is the end of a seven or eight or nine year process. They tried the right. the natural way that didn't work. They tried rounds of IVF that didn't work, and it's usually the last step before adoption. So, so and they start this process 
about a year to a year and a half in advance. So when these people started surrogate, you know, started their surrogacy journey in Ukraine, the war wasn't here yet. So imagine eight years of trying to make a baby and it doesn't work. Finally, you figure out a way to do it with a surrogate. The sperm and the egg, they make an embryo and the, the surrogate accepts it, which is a whole big process by itself. A lot of science and a lot of failure. It doesn't always work. All kinds of problems. And finally, it's working. And finally, she's pregnant. And finally, oh, wow, we're going to be parents and it's going to be wonderful. And good news, Vladimir Putin invades the place where your surrogate lives. Yeah, that's pretty tough. And, and to an insult to injury, there's no U.S. embassy here, so you can't get your baby a passport easily. So how do you get a baby right. across the border? How does that work? Um, and we do it. We, we do it day in and day out. So I can tell you there's a way, but it is very, very, very complicated. <laughs> the tactical execution is just as complicated as the administrative process to do these operations. And again, they're just they're very expensive. If you like babies and you think, you know, you can get behind babies, please donate money to Project Dynamo. <laughs> Brian Stern, co-founder of Project Dynamo. Thank you so much for your time and for the work that you do. Um, it's incredible. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.